When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Bunny Michael, and you're listening to Exo Higher Self Advice and Healing, the podcast where you ask me for advice and I help get you to the place within yourself where you already have the answer. The truth is we all have a deep wisdom inside of us that's not easy to access in a world of trauma, chaos, and bias conditioning. Connecting with your higher self is the process of peeling back those layers to recognize you've always been enough and you deserve so much more than you realize. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode. How are you? How are you holding up? It's Wednesday when you're hearing this, probably. It's the midweek hump. Hope you're feeling energized and being kind to yourself and all the things that we always say on here that we never can hear enough of because it's really difficult to do that kind of thing. Um, I've been doing pretty good, hanging in there, trying not to work too hard, trying to bring more balance to my life, take care, do all the things I love doing. One of my big themes, I think I've said this before in the podcast for 2023, is balance. How do I do all the things that I really love to do, even though it's hard work, and at the same time have a good boundary with work and not always bring it home and not talk about it all the time when I'm not working. I'm really trying to work on that, if that makes sense. Let's just work on not working, I guess. Um, no, I'm just trying to give myself a little bit of compassion and know that a certain amount of energy expelled is enough. And I deserve rest just like everybody else. So see... As much as I connect with my higher self on a daily, as much as I've done a lot of this awareness stuff, just like you, I need constant reminder of how much I deserve and how I can live a happy life. I don't always have to be trying to be so productive all the time, even if it's stuff that I actually really love to do. It's, it's not good to turn something you love to do into the thing that harms you. All right, so today's episode, we are going to be talking about family, family relationships, family expectations, family roles, and no matter who you grew up with, I know that family stuff and relationships from the past are not always easy to navigate as an adult, and that stuff keeps coming up. And how can we move past it? How can we grow from it? How can we evolve? So that's what we're going to be talking about. And let's get the listener question started. Hi, Bunny. I have an elder brother who hates going to family gatherings, always comes late to any family dinner, and contributes very little to social responsibilities in our family circle. But I, his four-year younger sister, do everything I can from helping my mom arrange the get-togethers to wrapping the return gifts and just trying to be as present as I can when my cousins come. But all of them take little to no interest in my life and 
always ask about my brother. It's like I am invisible to them. I really don't like to attend any social event because I get drained taking on other people's emotions and still I give it my best shot not to fit in or be seen by them but because I don't want my mom to manage everything on her own. I feel like no matter what I do these people will ignore me and I don't crave their attention or time because I was bullied by them when I was young and I prefer maintaining a safe distance from them because they are still the same but it really hurts to see how everyone is happy when they see my brother at any party. I don't resent my brother for any of this and we get along really well but at some point I feel like I'm lacking something that he has. I don't know what but I can see how differently we both are treated by our cousins, even when I'm the one putting more effort in maintaining the relationship. I always felt like I lived in his shadow and people in school also knew me by the reference that I was his sister as he was more popular. And for a really long time, I had made myself invisible in front of everyone by minimizing my needs, not expressing what I want to do, not advocating for boundaries, which has changed since starting therapy last year. But still, I remember my dad saying that he always preferred a boy over a girl and didn't really expect that I would be born in this family. So I always thought that I don't deserve these resources and he should give them to my brother. And I think seeing my cousins also liking my brother more just irritates me more because of the childhood wounds I had. How should I deal with these emotions, Bunny? Thank you so much for talking about this. Lots of love. Hi, love. I think when we grow into adulthood, one of the things that becomes more clear is the role we play in our family. And something that I think is very important is to separate who you are from the role you have played in the past. When I read your letter, I really saw it as a description of the role you play in your family and the role your brother plays in the family. You are the child that is there for your mom, the cousin that maintains the relationships, the one that appeases everyone at family functions. Meanwhile, your brother is the one who doesn't do any of that and the one who they like more and care more about. Now, I'm not questioning whether all of that is true. What I do want to say is that this role is one you have identified with since childhood. It's a role as unpleasant as it can be at times, one that you feel comfortable in and one that you also resent. So if this role in the family is not making you happy, why do you keep playing that part? Because in family dynamics, it's really hard to disidentify with our past roles. We're still looking for the approval we feel we haven't gotten or the respect or the apology. We're still hoping that they will change. They'll finally see us the way we want to be seen. Or holding on to the past and hoping that it will create a different future. When we take a step back, it makes sense that nothing will change unless we do. Unless we stop trying to appease. Unless we say we want more appreciation. Unless we skip the family function every once in a while when we don't really have it in us to go. Unless we stop playing small because it's easier that way. Ironically, you could learn a lot from your brother. He, as you put it, does whatever he wants. And you need more of that. 
And my intuition tells me that if you let go of the caregiver role more often and the responsible one more often and did more of whatever you want, it could open up a space in the family where he might feel more confident in giving more, in taking the responsibility more. You mentioned your brother hates going to family functions. Well, why is that? He obviously doesn't feel as happy or cared for as you might be perceiving. Maybe he doesn't feel appreciated either. Maybe he feels like his parents feel like they can't count on him or whatever it is. There's obviously something more going on there. In family dynamics, it's really easy to get stuck in our role and to also see everyone else through that lens. And then nobody is allowed to be any different. And we constantly remind each other, oh, you're so like this. Remember when you did this? Or, oh, you're so like that. Remember when you did that? Then, God, you're such a jerk. We tether each other to the past rather than giving each other more room to evolve. Your mom is used to loving you as the person you have been, but that doesn't mean she can't love you differently. Everyone is capable of change, but sometimes we don't even give them a chance. In every relationship, not just family ones, even romantic ones, the only way for the relationship to keep being a joyful relationship is to see the other person, not as the role they play in our lives, but as their own individual who is constantly evolving. Have you ever noticed that in a close relationship, when one person keeps bringing up the past, maybe you've been with somebody where they always bring up your pat the past and they hold you to it and it becomes really, really stifling when someone says, oh, I know you, you're like this. And then when you change, it actually feels like you have to leave the relationship in order for that to even be possible. Like you can't change within the relationship because the other person is seeing you through this lens. So you can't, you feel like you can't even be yourself around them because they see you a certain way and there's no other way for you to be in their eyes. The relationship just can't change with you. We, we do that to each other all the time. You know, and then we wonder why our relationships can't evolve with us. We tether people to the past. And obviously, when you're in relationship with your family and you've got your childhood attached, it's really easy to get triggered and to see everybody through the lens of the past and to see your brother as the popular one and you as the unpopular one. But that's one truth, one perspective, but that doesn't mean it's the ultimate truth. That doesn't even mean that's necessarily what's going on. But when we look at something through our wounds, it's like we are experiencing the past and the present. You are obviously a very loving and caring person who shines in the role of the reliable one in the family, the responsible one, the one that can be counted on. And that is an absolutely great quality to have. I mean, that's something to be proud of. You're giving, you're caring, you're empathetic, but that's not all of who you are. And that's why it's feeling so stifling to you to show up that way all the time, to be playing this part all the time. 
and it feels stifling because people expect you to play that part because that's the way it's always been. People's expectations are based on past experiences. So be wary of the story you carry with you that colors how you see things. Be wary of the box that you also put on other people. You're an adult now and you don't need their approval. You need their love. And love comes from showing them your authenticity and being honest about who you are. And I know that you've spent a long time wanting a certain type of attention from your cousins. But do you really need that from them? Are these really the people that are going to give you a sense of safety, support? Have they ever been that way in your life? What would it look like for you to let go of this story, to stop identifying with it, to say, you know what? Today is today. It's not yesterday. It's not high school. It's now. And this is what I want. And this is what I need. And these are the people I want to hang out with. And when somebody hurts my feelings, I might even tell them. I might even say, hey, guess what? That's not okay with me. You're allowed. You have the freedom to be you. You don't need anyone's permission for that. And the more you you are, the more people can see you. The more seen you will feel. I have a meme that says, me. I need that person to change in order for me to be happy. Higher self. You'll be happy when you change what you need from that person. Today's a new day, babe. You're beautiful. You're wonderful. You're a good person. And you deserve the kind of support that you really, really want. I've always said family loves us the best way they know how. But sometimes they won't know how unless we tell them. (laughs) And still they might not get it. But at least we gave them a shot, right? All right, hon, I'm sending you so much love. Take care. Before we wrap up this episode, I'm really excited to share a listener response. Just a heads up, it's a little bit noisy because I think they're recording while they're driving, but it's really, really sweet, so I definitely want to share. Okay, here you go. Hi, Bunny. Um, I was just listening to an episode from back in January. Um, It's episode 114. And I wanted to, I was listening and I was called to send in a response to the listener who wrote about the very challenging time that they're having. Um, And they were talking about um, how they had been recently diagnosed with autism and um, that had not been a particularly affirming experience for them um, because the people in their life were not able to understand and empathize with that diagnosis. And then they were talking about some trauma that they had been through and that they were very ill and it was very hard for them to get out of bed. Um, And I was just listening to this 
question and I was just having so much love pouring out of my heart for this person and some little twinges of resonance in there too. My situation's very different, but um, I am also chronically ill and neurodivergent and it's really hard to get people to understand that and understand what that experience is like. So I guess I just first wanted to say to this listener that I love you and I know that you're meant to be here. And like Bunny said, I know that we all are. And that's, I think, the basis of a lot of what Bunny talks about in this podcast. But it can be hard to remember that on your own. And so I just wanted to say to a stranger from a stranger that I really love you um, to the listener. And I just really hope you're doing okay. Um, And yeah, I don't know if this helps at all, but I just was called to say this and um, yeah. And I wanted to say also to the listener, like it's okay if if this doesn't get better all at once. Um, it probably won't. And I just hope you can send yourself so much love and compassion and slowness. I feel like a lesson that I've learned in this past year, which has been a really, really challenging one, has been to just kind of, when things are really, really hard, is to slow down and offer myself more space and more compassion, more just grace and less urgency and less self-criticism. Because in the end, it's that, position of love towards yourself that'll really get us through, I think. So um, just wanted to say that you have a lot of people who are on that journey with you, myself included, and this podcast community has been majorly, majorly helpful to me in my journey of this past year through a lot of struggle and illness and grief and loss and just some really hard shit this past year and I'm learning to love myself deeper and deeper and it's really 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 hard a lot of the time and this podcast has helped me a lot and therapy helps and moving my body helps and I just am continuing to like Bunny said experiment with all the possibilities of healing vehicles out there and I know I'm just scratching the surface and I know that I know there's healing out there for you too. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I have to say. Please just know that you're loved and it's going to be okay. Um, even if it doesn't feel like that all at once or overnight, you're going to be okay. Um, Yeah, and I hope you can just, like, do something really kind to yourself today and again tomorrow and again the day after that. Just, like, one tiny little act of love to yourself. Um, 
sometimes we don't have the capacity to do a whole big thing. Um, but if you can just show up for yourself in one small way today, um, let that be my wish uh, for you is that you can do that today and that you can do it again tomorrow. Um, yeah, I love you so much. As Bunny would say, so does your higher self. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Bunny, again so much for this platform. And much love to you and, and the caller and all the listeners. Bye. Thank you so much for sending that in and being so loving and kind and sweet and saying such nice things. Really appreciate it. It means a lot. My favorite part about doing this podcast is this idea that there are people out there who are listening and who it might be helpful to. And also that people's questions are connecting with other people. One of the greatest ways to feel less alone in this journey is to hear that somebody else is going through something similar or you can relate to something that they're going through. In fact, today I just got a DM from somebody who has been very supportive of the podcast for a long time and the Instagram and stuff like that. She's always commenting and being really supportive and I was having a really, really hard day. I was just kind of woke up emotional. Kara and I got in a little tiff in the morning. I mean, we made up, we're working on it as relationships not, aren't always easy, but I was just feeling really like sad and I was kind of crying. And then I got this message from this person who I've never met, but who has always been really supportive on the internet. And it, she was like, I just want to remind you that you are loved and that you deserve love, you deserve kindness, you know, all the higher self stuff. And it just made me feel so much better. It was exactly what I needed in that moment. So the more we keep telling each other, the better. And you never know how much it can affect somebody to hear that stuff. We need to be telling each other how worthy we are more often because there's so much signal out there. There's so much stuff out there that makes us not feel like that, that lies to us. So we got to be the voice of love. Love has to be louder. All right. So thank you for sending in that listener response. And if anybody out there feels called to respond or send in a message, please do. I love to get them. All right. I love you. And so does your higher self. And I will see you next time. Bye everyone.